Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You but Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Today, we have a serious topic for you people, so buckle up. Sean, Karen, today's topic is financial abuse. Ooh, that's heavy, Matt. Yeah, so so needed. So many people are victims of it, and so many people are victimizing people in it, so I just think it's something that people don't talk about. What is it? What is financial abuse, Matt? There's so many definitions of it, but in a nutshell, financial abuse, abuse involves controlling or a victim's ability to acquire, use, and maintain financial resources. Got you. Well, economic abuse, which includes financial abuse, is a form of domestic abuse. It occurs when an abuser restricts a person's ability to acquire, use, and maintain money or other economic resources. That's pretty messed up. Um, This can include refusing to let their survivor open a bank account, controlling how survivors use their income or benefits. This also may have They also may have their own money restricted or stolen by the abuser, and rarely do they have complete access to the money and other resources. Right. And the confusing thing is that sometimes it can even initially look like love because abusers are clever and they have the capacity to appear very charming and they're very manipulative. So, for example, someone could make a statement like, I know you're under a lot of pressure right now, so why don't you just let me take care of your finances? I'll give you some money. I'll help you manage your accounts. I'll give you what you need. And under a circumstance like that, a victim, a survivor may believe that he or she can trust their partner. It's usually a domestic thing, someone that they're in love with and might willingly give over control of money and how it's spent. It's so I, have a, I have a question for the group, though, before you, I, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Sean, but can financial abuse... I know you said it's domestic, but could it also be like, like, you know, family, like a brother, sister, mother, father, can, can family members or just friends, or is this strictly relationships? Like, um, it is a relationship dynamic. So I think theoretically could happen in any relationship really, but most commonly it occurs between partners or spouses, domestic partners or spouses. And also, 
Um, people who are quite young and people who are quite elderly are more susceptible to financial abuse. I mean, people who are in their teens and early 20s, especially in some parts of the world, and also the elderly can find their finances being abused by caretakers, family members, whoever. And you made a good point, Matt, because I don't want to box in like what the definition of a financial abuse should be. And if you feel like, oh, this situation where my sister or cousin keeps asking me for money and, and goes into my account, this doesn't fall into that realm. I think the point of today's show is in a serious note is to be like, just make you look alert of like financial abuse and whatever definition you may define it in your world and try to like address it and see it. And maybe like this show can kind of give you some pointers on what things you should be looking for and how you should be reacting and that kind of things. Because overall the forms of financial abuse can vary from situation to situations. And I don't think it's, I'm not, it's not our point of this show to kind of define an exact situation of what financial abuse should be. So I just want everybody to know that, you know, just kind of listening to the points that we make, if something's applicable to you, then, you know, hopefully this can help address your, your current situation, your situation that's happening. Got it. All right, well, let's take a look at possible indicators of financial abuse. I'll start this off. Number one, do you have any unexplained withdrawals from your bank? You know, I, I might need to check my wife if I'm if I look at my account and I notice there's some stuff going. But all jokes aside, it's a serious thing. If you do notice that there's large sums of money missing, this could be some financial abuse. Yeah, not even has to be withdrawals, man. It can even be like unusual activity in bank accounts. Maybe they're like taking money in, trying to put it back in, taking it out, investing in places you didn't know about. You know, this is all comes out of the fact you have a voice, you know. You're seeing some unusual activity in your bank account, even if they're saying, "Well, I put it back in, so what's the problem?" No, that's that's a, a form of abuse, you know. And, and unpaid bills that you know are supposed to be paid and not paid—that's another form of abuse. Right. If you suddenly notice a shortage of money where there was supposed to be money, there could be something going on behind that. If the person who is responsible for the money is reluctant on their part to give basic food and clothes, et cetera, that they're responsible for to others, that's a big red flag too. And I'm going to defend the men in this. Like I always say in relationships, you know, I've been in a few relationships in my life and, you know, you'll see, you always hear a man is supposed to provide this, a man is supposed to provide that. And, and some women will take offense if they have to provide, help pay for food, help pay for that. And I'm just like, you know, sometimes I always like to ask, you know, what is your role? You know, I think men should not feel like they're not doing their part, quote unquote, as a man, if they're asking for assistance with, you know, with groceries, with food, with, you know, if the, if the girlfriend moves in, she's paying utility. I don't know if that's offensive. If some women use that and abuse it in the other way, make the man feel like less of a man if, he, if he's asking for those things. Well, at the root of all this, it sounds like there needs to be healthy communication. If you're in a relationship and you're sharing accounts and sharing finances and like to, to a lot of the points we just outlined, withdrawals and, and or unexplained shortages, like if you're not communicating with your partner, you know, you, you can definitely be leaving yourself open for abusive behavior. So I uh, also I know this is very cynical New York of me, but I think that for everybody, you need a little bit of something that's just for yourself. And even though you're like partners with someone or have children with someone or are head over heels in love with someone or trust them so much that the people who are at the and that you don't want to be in on uh, of these stories of financial abuse stories didn't set out to be that way. You know what I mean? It's a gradual process. And so if you make sure you just have a little bit of something and what the best case, right, is that you just don't need it and that you just have money sitting around. But if you know what crap ever hits the fan, then you have a little bit of protection for yourself. And, you know, the person that you can really trust is you. 
I agree completely. Well, an, another indicator of, of potential financial abuse is fraud. And this makes me think of how the elderly a lot of times can get taken advantage of. Like sometimes I'll, I'll have a phone call with my mom and she'll tell me about someone who, you know, they're calling or trying to, you know, people, you know, there's all kinds of shysters, but but your your own loved ones can mm-hmm. also try to take advantage. And, you know, so you, we, we need to look out for our elders and make sure that they're aware of what to look out for and not to get caught up into, you know, people taking their money. And if your gut is telling you that it's fraud and they try to massage it and act like it's not, and you in your mind is telling that that's what it is, and you know, I think you should go with your gut. That's how people get themselves in situations that they didn't even think they were going to be involved in because of believing what somebody's trying to tell them. And you know, sometimes you should believe your gut. Mm-hmm. I mean, outright fraud, if you notice outright theft from you, like physically or just notice the evidence of it, those are possible indicators of financial abuse as well yeah another one this is kind of like more recent this is kind of more trending now and the more the end thing i would say more present is like you know not sharing the stimulus check as crazy as that sounds you know or are being intentionally misleading about its status like wanting like you wanting your ex, the other person not to know about it or are they even trying to take advantage Shady. of you yeah or they're even like counting when your money's coming asking you if you got your stimulus check when it's coming like spending your money before you had it that's yeah. that that as as small as it sounds you know these are bonuses that we may not get down the road and it's your money and your your thing your money to enjoy and do what you need to do with it so i don't think you owe anybody your stimulus check that's true. I would say they don't, nobody really owes you their stimulus check either, but it is your stimulus check. I think the second part of what you said, like going after your stimulus, like it's their stimulus is a toxic behavior, a very abusive so, behavior. So we all believe in self-stimulation. Wow. You would. I thought we were, we were doing so well on this episode. All right. Well, let, let's move on to the effects of financial abuse. Financial abuse can leave women with no money for basic essentials, can leave a man with no money for basic essentials. Let's call it what it is. You know, there's some abusive women out thrown there. Thrown out, out the window on the curve and be like, I'm being financially abused. Like all the stuff going out the window. You in my house, get out. I've seen it. People can be abusive regardless of gender. But at the end of the day, people can be left with no money for basic essentials, such as food and clothing. It can leave you without access to your own bank accounts, with no access to independent income. And with debts that have been built up by abusive partners set, you know, in your name. So y- you can be really left out, hung out to dry. Yeah, yeah just, to, just to piggyback off what you're saying, it could, it could leave people feeling trapped, Matt, Matt. You know, like I know people that are in situations like that would like to get out of the relationship, but they feel so financially um, dependent on this person. And they, this person has for years ran their financial situation and put them in a position where they're really not knowing how to adapt you know, um, it can lead them to feeling trapped and financial abuse leaves victims feeling vulnerable to physical abuse and violence at times as well. It can even go that far. But there, there is a difference between gold digging and financial abusing. Like you can be someone who you get into a relationship for all the wrong reasons and you're just taking someone's money. Or I can be someone who is like kind of holding someone, ho- holding money over someone's head. I'm just saying it's there's kind of a... Uh, uh, a gray area between these two things. Just, you know, it, it, it's. Well, uh, I would say who, what's getting married for the wrong reason? You know, like if someone's right reason to get married is that someone else is rich and that other person's right reason is that this person's young and hot and wants to get married, then that's the right reason for them, you know? But I think you're right. Like there's certain contexts that can set up um, 
financial abuse or like enable financial abuse more easily than others. Yeah, and when dating partner or spouse uses uses or controls the money you have earned or saved, they're exploiting your resources. You know, I think we have some examples of exploitation. Um, you know, one I would say is trying to control your use of access to money you have earned or saved. I mean, this is where I've been in situations where I'm not comfortable even telling people, you know, what I'm trying to do, where I'm trying to go, because I'm feeling like I could be taken advantage of. Right. It, it um, reminds me of one of your phrases, Sean. Your money is your money. Like everyone, male or female, it's like you you are entitled to control your what's your money you, that you're bringing in. Someone shouldn't be controlling that or taking it out of your pocket. Yeah, and a guilt trip is a part of the technique. Like, I know from my perspective, like, you know, like, you got it. Why are you worried? You know, like, why are you not going to spend it? And it comes down to, like, you are you cheap? And, you know, just just kind of challenging your integrity and who you are. And that makes you feel like you have to do this or you're going to be less of a person. That's you're not so necessarily the case. You know, or even gaslighting you by like maybe spending small amounts and kind of gaslighting you that it's not a big deal, even though it's not really about the amount. It's sort of about the principle of your money being your money and no one really having the right to touch it, you know? So like maybe spending something on your Amazon or using your credit card to buy Dunkin' Donuts or whatever, just like pressing rent on a movie or, you know what I mean? These little things that add up to someone pushing your boundaries a little bit more every time. Yeah, you made a great point. It's not even sometimes about how much it is. It's just the principle of it, especially if you have your ways in which, like you said, if they're always wanting to go out to eat every day for dinner and you know, like, hey, I try to, you know, be a little bit thrifty on when I do that and, you know, only reward myself a couple times a month because this is how I'm able to save. But then they're challenging that and making you feel less of a person because you are. Then that's kind of that's a form of abuse or, you know, you're, you know, using assets for their personal benefits without asking is another form that I'm, you know, is really abusive and you need to. You know, it needs to be addressed. Also, taking money or using credit cards without permission, ruining your credit history by running up limits and then not paying bills. Like That is so important. I know some people have, because of bad relationships, have messed up their credit. Right. You know, and I still think if somebody's, if you're in a relationship and, and you love this person, but they're not, you know, credit responsible, then you need to safeguard yourself. Yeah. Love doesn't mean you have to expose yourself like that. No, 100%. Also, stuff like claiming to have made payments, pay the rent, whatever, pay bills in your name, or maybe that you gave them money for, but not actually doing it or following through, um, borrowing money, making changes to borrowed money, um, borrowing without repaying, racking up big debts. Yeah. And even the entitlement of like my money or my assets, you know, that's what kills me. Like, like we're two months in or a year in and you feel entitled to, to access my money or my assets and not even understanding that they may not be all for you. They, I, mean, I, have, I may have other people that I'm looking out for in certain ways, and you just feel like you can tell me what to do and how to do is, is, it can be frustrating. All right. Another, another thing people might do is to try to use budgeting or, or help with financial decisions as a cover for gaining control over your finances or oh. control over their partner's finance. So oh, I want to help you with your budget. Oh, let me help you get your credit straight. Why don't you just give me the, give me, I'll, I'll take a card in my name and, and I'll, I'll, you know, just be, be mindful or leery of if people trying to, you know, if, if you have trust and great communication, you know, there may not be no issues here, but these are, it's kind of a, an accumulation of things. If you have a, a person who is right. actually not, out for your good, these are things that people might target or try to, to get control of your stuff. So they might try to manipulate you by trying to fix your credit or, or help you with your budget. I mean, did you guys see the, the Britney documentary? Like, hashtag free Britney. 
forever, I, you guys. I did not see that, but I, I had heard. But that's the gist, is like her conservatorship allegedly has some nefarious reasons, which is like it started out as a mental health thing, but it has a lot of like financial repercussions. And there's a lot of, um, what's the word for when you have overlapping interests that compete? A conflict of interest. And it's a conflict of interest. Thank you so much. Another example, <laughs> another example of some kinds of exploitation could be, this is for you or also if you see it in others, relationships requiring you to bail them out of difficult financial situations. If someone's always asking you to pay their debts or bail them out or whatever, um, or cover loans or whatever agreements that they've made, that's a pretty massive red flag. So they owe you money and good luck collecting on that, you know, or they could be actually taking your money and confiscating your paycheck or other sources of income. That would be even more jacked up. And this show is, you know, really about if you see somebody going through this to highlight this thing to me, because most times when you're in it, you're not even realizing you're in it, you know, especially if you've been in it for a long time, it just becomes a kind of a norm and you're just used, you're just getting used to this type of abuse, but it is abuse, you know, even intercepting or opening your bank statements or other financial records. Like, I mean, who wants that? You come home and your mail is open. And your personal information is open you know that's an invasion of privacy and that is really a form of abuse because then you're going to be nervous as to what they're going to see and what they're going to question you know at the end of the day i definitely would recommend after kind of going through all of these these topics and all these examples is people need to people who are suffering under these circumstances it's about controlling your situation, gaining financial literacy, making sure you know where your money's supposed to be going, making sure you're educated and not depending upon someone else to who can just take advantage of maybe your ignorance or uh, of your, you know, any vulnerabilities. You got to educate yourself. Right. And I mean, we talk about, you know, there's a recognizing signs of red flags and triggers and signs of abuse, but there's also keeping an eye on your own stuff. And I think sometimes it can be really tempting and feel really good, especially when you love someone and trust them to let them kind of take over the money stuff that you're not comfortable dealing with. Like it's stressful. You don't want to deal. Maybe you have some debts you don't want to worry about. And they're like, I'm going to smooth it over and take care of it for you. And that can feel really good. But the truth is that you could pay a really heavy price for outsourcing responsibility of your own finances and like on this show the kind of message i feel like that we're always getting at is that it's actually not that hard to keep an eye on your stuff and just take control of it and make incremental changes that are basic that anybody can take for your financial health exactly and and don't feel like if you're in something you've been in for so long that they they have the ability to hold you ransom by claiming they're going to report you or they're going to say that you're cheating or you've been misusing benefits or different things that they may have over you that you feel like oh my God, I, I can't get out of this because this person has some kind of ransom on me. I think you should be brave enough to know that, you know, to free yourself of it because it can be very, very stressful to you and cause a lot of mental and maybe even physical damage. Well, before we uh, bring this show to a conclusion, we have to take a quick sponsor break. So everybody stay tuned. We'll be back with more Two Black Guys with Good Credit as we are discussing financial abuse. So stay tuned. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bet you get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Today we are discussing financial abuse. We've gone over a lot of the um, examples or, or, or maybe indicators that financial abuse may be going on, things for you to watch out for. Um, and and now I, I just want to bring this show to a conclusion. And, and I, I just think people need to know if you suspect that your partner or spouse is financially abusive, Contact an advocate, a counselor, or a religious leader right away. Financial abuse is not something that gets better with time. In fact, it often escalates and could lead to other types of abuse. Right. Financial abuse is actually a physically unsafe state for your being. It limits your physical options for being safe and keeping people who depend on you safe. So if you don't have a counselor or a religious leader or someone that you can go to who can help, please contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233 for confidential assistance from trained advocates. Yeah, I would say just because it may not be, quote unquote, a criminal activity or event that's happening doesn't mean you can't go seek help. And this this person cannot exit from your life and you can't you know, move past this type of abuse. So I just want all those that are listening, because I know sometimes even if you go to the police or whatnot, you may feel that they're not there for you because a crime hasn't been committed. But you can go to like who Matt was mentioning, you know, you can go to advocates, you can call hotlines and really try to 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 get to, to help you and know that the more pressure you put on that person that's abusing you and let them know that other people are knowing what you're doing to them will more make things um, uh, change. You know, you can't, you're helping them, supporting that person and allow them to continue. If you kind of bottle it up and keep it inside and don't let anybody know what's happening in your life. All right, people. Um, I, I imagine that if you're dealing with someone who is financially abusing you, there may be other abusive behaviors going on. So you really, should definitely seek help and and reach out. Um, And like I always say each week, nothing changes if nothing changes. I'm uh, Matt Smith for Two Black Guys with Good Credit, and I'm out. And I'm Karen Margolis, one-third of Two Black Guys with Good Credit. And honestly, if you're going through something like this or even some shade of something like this, it sounds not pleasant or fun, and it's your right to not be experiencing that. And it's a giant red flag and a behavior that's probably not going to improve. So it is okay to peace out (laughs) and not to stick around in a situation that's not good for you. 
And I'm Sean Linda, uh, the better half of two black guys with good credit. And like I say every week, your money is your money. It truly is. You know, keep it in your damn pocket. I'm not telling you not to share and not to help, but understand if your help and your generosity, your kindness is being taken advantage of, then like Karen said, get the hell out of Dodge and uh, peace out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.